When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Vikings Vent Line, what's going on everybody? Happy Sunday to you, wherever you may be. We do Vikings Vent Line every Sunday on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. If you'd like to get on a future episode of Vikings Vent Line, why don't you shoot me an email? Scrolling across the bottom of the screen right now for the YouTube audience. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, people drop off sometimes last second, but also I still have a list of people I like to contact. So if you'd like to get in on a future show, just shoot me an email. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. We do the show during the regular season with Mackie and Judd, but uh, during the offseason, I still like to bring fans on uh, with myself to talk about the Vikings and talk about what's going on in the offseason, expectations for the upcoming season. We are in that probably the slowest abyss time of the NFL offseason, which is obviously usually in mid-June after the OTAs end. We still have that little gap between uh, when when training camp actually starts, but there's still plenty to talk about. So I'm going to have my guys Jake and Henry here join me in just a couple seconds, uh, or a couple minutes, I should say, to uh, break things down on Vikings Ventland. Of course, we are presented by Surly Brewing and TCL. Surly Brewing, enjoy the Surly Furious. Of course, there's the Grapefruit Supreme. You can head on down to the tap room here. If you're in Minneapolis or in Minnesota, wherever you may be, head out to the tap room. It's a great place. Great to enjoy a beer on a summer day. Also, TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. Football season's coming up, so make sure you pick up a TCL television. Again, Vikings Vent Line, Purple Daily. Hit the subscribe button on this YouTube channel for daily Minnesota Vikings entertainment. We are a Vikings podcast that produces seven days a week, 365 days a year with Mackie Judd and myself. Like I said, we do the Vikings Vent Line show uh, during the regular season. We'll do the off-season edition uh, until the Vikings start week one against the Green Bay Packers on September 11th. So still plenty of things to talk about as we get closer to that. A quick shout out to our to our friends at Brainerd International Raceway. America's fastest drivers are coming to Minnesota for an experience of a lifetime. Brainerd International Raceways bring Discovery Channel's Street Outlaws and the No Prep Kings to the Brainerd Lakes area June 17th and 18th. Uh, for camping and ticketing information, join uh, visit BIRMN.com. It's BIRMN.com. Kids 12 and under also getting free, so the kiddos can come uh, at free if they're 12 and under. Visit BIRMN.com for more information. Pleasantries aside, Get our guys Jake and Henry in here to join Vikings Ventline. First timers on Vikings Ventline. Uh, I was talking to Jake off the mic. Jake's down in Iowa. Uh, he's coming up to the for, for his first trip to U.S. Bank Stadium in Week One next season. I bet that's going to be an awesome time, Jake. Are you are you are you pumped for that game? Oh yeah, I'm I'm excited, dude. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. I hope we uh, kick the crap out of Rogers. That's all I care about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Henry, um, uh, I wasn't able to ask, uh, are, are you in the Twin Cities? Are you in Minnesota? Where do you reside from? 
I am in Egan, Minnesota, about eight minutes from nice. the TCO Performance Center. So okay. nice. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are lucky, man. Jeez. It's fun. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, it's always funny because every time, as any of you guys have even joined and or uh, watched, I should say, Vikings Event Line before, it's usually like a cast of characters from all over the country, sometimes even out of the country. Um, so, Henry, like you're one of the rare guys who is actually joining me here like in the metro area where typically I'm talking to someone like Jake in Iowa or someone in South Carolina. Um, so actually a, a local fan. Uh, how long have, have you guys been Vikings fans your whole life? Was it, who who, who mm-hmm. brought you into uh, being a Vikings fan and, and, as this torturous fan base? Who was the one who was responsible for it? Oh, um, well, my dad, he's responsible. Um, yeah, I've, I've been a Vikings fan since I was a little kid. I'm 22. But yeah, um, I would say my first memories as a Vikings fan, probably 09. I was nine years old and I was watching that mm-hmm. season. I was like, holy crap. Like my brother is a Saints fan. I was like, oh my God, we're about to go to the Super Bowl. We were winning that game. I was actually driving home from a wrestling tournament in Wisconsin, listening to it on the radio. So I wasn't really watching the whole game. I saw the end of the game at the last two minutes of the game on TV. And uh, yeah, that was my first real heartbreak (laughs) as a Vikings fan. It sucked. I was, I don't know if I was sad, mad. I think it just a, mixture of both it was horrible but yeah that was my first heartbreak <laughs> yeah i was uh i was 17 i was a junior in high school for for 09 yes that was uh that was more fear i was more furious and anger than i was sad i was just fuming with rage that they basically threw the game away mm. uh henry what about you man who, who made you a vikings fan how long you been a vikings fan yeah my dad as well then it's since i was born um Randy Moss was really the guy that got me to love it. Culpepper and Randy Moss was yeah. just, I loved watching that growing up. It made it so fun. And I remember 2009 too, I was what, 14 when that happened. Okay. And oh, it was just heartbreaking. That was the first time. And I think the only time I've ever cried watching a football game. To be <laughs> I was just so sad. Like, it was so bad. So. No, yeah, I've, I've always loved the bikes, but you know, they definitely, they make you earn their love. That's for sure. Yes, they do. Uh, <laughs> Boys, let's uh, let, let's get into Vikings vent line here. I, I sent a little prep email over asking your most impactful players, the three most play, uh, three most important players, I should say, to the Vikings' success in 2022. Jake, I'll start with you. Uh, who is your list of the three most important players for the Vikings' success this season? Um, well, I wanted to put Kirk and JJ separate, but I feel like they are pretty much stuck together. Like JJ can't thrive unless Kirk does good. So I'm going to put those two actually together. Kirk has to, I mean, hopefully he can learn the system and hopefully JJ can, I mean, I heard Judd saying that he was kind of swimming. He thought with just trying to learn the routes, I think he's smart enough. I think he'll pick it up. I don't think Justin Jefferson, I mean, he wants to win. He's going to do all the work that he can to, and I think Thielen will help with that too, especially being a veteran. But um, yeah, I think Kirk and JJ together that if Kirk can thrive, JJ is going to have a hell of a season, I think so. Yeah, you, you need both them to be successful, right? So obviously, uh, mm-hmm. Kirk and JJ doing doing their thing. Um, Jefferson's had just two unbelievable seasons so far, but mm-hmm. what can he do even to scratch the surface more, right? Like Cooper Cup was this uh, great wide receiver last year at the Rams. Kevin O'Connell coming over from LA, trying to implement him and being in that Cooper Cup role. I like it. Any, anyone on the defensive side of the ball, Jake? That uh, that you're looking at to make a big impact this year? Yeah. Daniel Hunter, for sure. His impact on the field when he's off the field, and it's you can tell such a difference of, you know, his impact on the game. I mean, you have to have an elite edge rusher in today's NFL because I mean he, I mean he can chase guys to the sideline. He he's so athletic. He can take he he can go from one side of the field to the other and chase down running backs uh, 
quarterbacks that are mobile. But yeah, he, you need a guy like that. And I mean, with Zadarius Smith along with him, that's going to be scary if those guys can both play. And I don't, I don't think Daniil's injury prone necessarily. So I think we're going to see him play more games this season than we have before. Yeah, it was unfortunate to Neil that he had a you know this freak neck injury two years ago. Last year, I believe it was a pec. Like it'd be one thing if he was aggravating the same injury over and over again, or if he was just having these nagging injuries that have added up over time. But yeah, kind of just fluke, two fluky random injuries that I don't think correlate with one another. But it is it is still obviously a big if and a little bit of an asterisk between both him and Zadarius because if they both can't stay on the field, and that defense probably is close to being as a sieve as it's been the last two seasons, and they need that. They need those two guys kind of be the linchpin of that defense to get after the quarterback. Uh, Henry, how about yeah. you, man? What, what, what impact players are you looking at for the Vikings this season? Yeah, definitely Kirk and Daniil. I'm with you on that. They're going to be huge aspects of how our, our team will run. We need, really need Kirk to step up. But I think a big part of that is who's going to be playing right guard. We have no clue yet. And mm-hmm. with Kirk needs time. He needs time to let plays develop. He needs time to let things work out. Otherwise, he's just going to be checked down Charlie again. And we need to avoid that. So I think whoever's playing right guard and then Garrett Bradbury at center are probably going to be two of the most influential positions on the team this year, especially with our offense. Yeah, you know, we talk about the weapons, right? We talk about even the impact defensive players like Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith. Or, you know, I know we didn't mention Harrison Smith either. Um, but the offensive line has been still like this work in progress band-aid offensive line that they've used the last few years. And if Chris Reed and Garrett Bradbury, kind of that interior part, because the tackles are solidified, right? Like, I mean, Christian Derrissaw, when he was finally able to get in on the field last year, looked pretty good. Brian O'Neill's uh, shockingly been one of the best tackles in the NFL low key over since he came in the league in 2018 as well. Uh, But that center and that right tier, the interior lineman spots on the Vikings have, haven't held up their end of the bargain. And even if the Vikings can get, like, league average, right? And I think that's all Vikings fans are asking for, right? They're not asking, like, Chris Reed to take this insane step and be one of the best guards. Same with Garrett Bradbury. They're not really asking him even, even though he was drafted as a first-round pick. Like, I think we now know who he is. So it's probably too far-fetched to assume that he's going to take that big leap from one of the worst centers in the NFL to being one of the best. But can can we make it league average? Can you, can you give Kirk enough time? <laughs> for God's sakes, just to, to have him step back in the pocket more and not be so rushed from the blitz or checked down because he's too scared to take a chance. That offensive line definitely still has to hold up its end of the bargain. I like all those options. I, I think those are mm-hmm. all, those are all good ones. You know, I think, you know, kind of a sneaky one is still is, is Herb Smith just because he missed time last year, right, and was poised to have kind of this big season but then got the injury in training camp. Uh, you know, Kane Nwangu flashed when, when he was able to get in as a kick returner but also as, as a swing man out of the backfield. I feel mm-hmm. like this offense has plenty of weapons, like just top to bottom. There's really no reason now that they have an offensive minded coach for it not to be a top 10 unit. So it's going to be a fun, mm-hmm. fun, fun offense, I think, to watch in 2022. Uh, yeah, I think Dalvin Cook, too. It, yeah. He, uh, I mean, Zimmer, I mean, but yeah, Dalvin had all those shoulder injuries, right? And Zimmer pounded him up the gut constantly. It's like, you're just asking for him to re-injure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you got to get him out in space. You see how fast he is and his vision's insane. I mean, he, you got to get him out in the Well, we got a damn pad. good fullback, too. Right. I'm really excited to see how O'Connell's going to use him because I think, you know, either as a blocker or even as a receiver out of the backfield, mm-hmm. have Cook do some more downfield, midfield type receiving and then have Ham come out of the backfield. I think that could be a really deadly combination, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, D- Dalvin's like legitimately a top five running back. Everyone knows that, but he, but it was oh, like yeah. he was treated as just like a traditional back, right? Like he was just, he had to get his touches, Zimmer had to have the offense go through him. And to a degree, that is correct. He should be touching the football a lot, but there's other creative ways to use him. It's not just 
Yeah, pounding him up the A-gap and having a guy who is injury-prone, speaking of someone who is injury-prone, Dalvin kind of is, unfortunately, and you got to right. figure out ways to use him more creatively. And if that's swinging him out in the passing game, creating more screen plays, just not having him run up the A-gap and just being single-back formation, here you go, Dalvin, here's your touches. I think that's something that Kevin O'Connell will bring in a unique way that you know Mike Zimmer and the Kubiaks basically kind of weren't able to get out of all of Dalvin uh, in, in the last few seasons. Uh, yeah, Madison could have done that job last season, really, with how yeah, they utilized right. Cook. Madison could have done that for way cheaper. So, and, and it feels like you know when when Dalvin missed time, right? Uh, to your point, Henry, like they, they used Alexander Madison. Madison actually had some pretty decent games, went over a hundred yards. You know, he yeah. had like that that fumble. Um, I'm blanking on the game that kind of kind of ruined things for for the Vikes. But at the same time, like. Madison is kind of like that classic bell car running back, that running back that you can find in the later rounds that isn't a flashy or a sexy player, but he can still get the touches and give you what you're looking for. Um, mm-hmm. And Dalvin, I think, is that next level running back. Like I said, he's a, he's a top five dude in the league, and he should be utilized and be treated as such. Um, yeah, look what the Ravens did last year with their cacophony of running backs. We could dude. have done that the same way. I know if we wanted to. They, 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 those poor the Baltimore Ravens fans. I mean, they had injuries all over the place, but they were like starting like seven different running backs like all last season. I, I honestly felt bad for them. Was it was it Seattle? Was that the game that pretty much ruined Alexander Madison's reputation? Yeah, I think was it was when he Seattle missed game. when he missed the hole. Yes, and and we got stopped. And oh my god, that. Oh man! Well, Dalvin was... had a big fumble last season. Too, yeah, so, I mean, you right. Can't, right, 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 you're right. Yeah, those, you know? people hate Alexander Madison for that, and yeah, like, yeah, but he runs. I mean, he he runs hard. Like, he does not pull back or anything. Like, when when he gets a chance, he works his ass off and does whatever it takes. Uh, fellas, I'm curious in your grades for the offseason. I, I I was asking fans this question kind of shortly after the first wave of offseason moves that happened in you know late March, early April, but I'd like to get other fans' takes on it too. Um, Jake, what, how how did you think this offseason went? What kind of letter grade would you give it uh, if, if you were grading it? Uh, I would give him an A if I could. Yep. Just, I mean, just because Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman were fired, well, that was already a high grade for me, but bringing Kevin O'Connell and Kwesi, I think it's, it, I could give him an A, but what concerns me the most is the center position. That's why I'm just, I'm so confused on what we're going to do with Bradbury. Like if that just falls apart, like what, what are we supposed to think? It's like, you guys thought you could change him, but we've kind of seen for the past, you know, four years, like what he's, what he's capable of. And, you know, I was just thinking ahead to like the first couple of games this season. He's gonna have to face that. Uh, what's it, Jordan Davis from yeah. Georgia? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't even want to know what that's gonna look like. I mean, Kirk is gonna have Garrett Bradbury forklifted back into him every single play if we're gonna have Bradbury out there. I just don't think he, if we're gonna go all in, we need to protect Kirk as with the, whatever we can, and Bradbury's not the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a gamble that they're just spanking that Garrett Bradbury can, like we said off the top of the show, rebound to being a league average center, which mm-hmm. shouldn't be too far, too much of an ask, but <laughs> I mean, he's been a below average center in his first three years in the yeah. NFL. So far below average. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And they didn't draft one, right? Like I think it'd be one thing if they, mm-hmm. if they did take a chance on a center on day two or three of the draft to say, Hey, here's some competition. Like even if Garrett Bradbury oh. is the starter, this guy will be the next one in line. Like they are an injury from Garrett Bradbury. Like they're one injury away at center from having basically no one to play that position competently. So 
Was wow. there a Kyle Hinton? Is Kyle Hinton someone that was I thought I heard on the show before? Yeah, Wyatt being put in. Yeah, Wyatt yeah, Davis some, someone. has been MIA on a Mel Carton basically yeah. since he's been drafted. <laughs> um, they, don't, they, don't, they don't have a backup plan. And, and you're right, dude. No. I mean, that that's that's kind of where it's at with the center is that they're banking that Garrett Bradbury has yet to be unlocked fully. It's, it's, it is a gamble on their part. Right. Uh, Henry, what about you, man? What grade would you give uh, the Vikings offense? Uh, offseason, excuse I, me, this season. I would have given it a B minus personally. Uh, I think, like you said, getting rid of Zimmer, I think was a good idea. He was a great coach in a lot of ways, though he just didn't fit the evolving culture that the team really needed. Mm-hmm. So I think KOC is really a good step in the right direction there. But like you said, no definitive action at center or at the right guard. That's worrisome to me. I'm worried about our cornerbacks. I think we'll be really good with our safeties. I think Lewis Seen is going to be awesome. And I think we could even go on some three safety sets, have almost like a monster safety kind of shadow, more athletic quarterbacks and really good running backs. But I am afraid about where our, like in a nickel type thing, but I'm afraid how we'll deal with our, with our cornerbacks. You know, Patrick Peterson, is he going to lose a step? Is he even going to start? We don't know. I mean, you saw what Chris Boyd was doing on that, that podcast yesterday or whatever. You know, it's, oh my. is he even going to be around? That was just stupid. And it's like, <laughs> I'm just oh. worried about our secondary. I think we didn't do enough action on that. And I'm also a little worried about Greg Joseph. I know he's, he's good. He's not great. He's good. But we lost so many one-score games, and that was not his fault. But we need consistency. Mm-hmm. We need someone that can really... When they go out there, you're not. Are they going to make this? If, when, you know, it's you, you want them to trot out there. If it's in five, side fifty yards, you expect him to make it, and we should have that. We haven't. We haven't since honestly, like Blair Walsh's rookie season, mm-hmm. honestly, and that was the one season we had that. And then he just what happened after? That? Dude, it's been it's and, been ten years, right? It's been over ten yeah. years since like a kicker has trotted out there, and you, you, that you have felt good, even when Blair trotted out in the wildcard game before the infamous insane shake you still mm-hmm. didn't feel great right like there was still the yeah. nerves mm-hmm. he, like and, and and surpassed just the environment and the circumstance like it was the kicker that you're like i don't i don't i don't yeah. feel good about this pooch kick right they haven't had that consistency with a kicker since longwell or to your point mm-hmm. to blair's rookie season where he, no one really mm-hmm. and no one saw him being an all pro as rookie year by any means either yeah, by any means but but they haven't had it and i i think uh to your original point of the cornerbacks too like that is by far their weakest position you know mm-hmm. like like i get i think they should have brought in a center but in terms of just like the position as a whole cornerback is the one where like oh man if, if they can't rush the passer like teams are gonna kill the vikings on on, on, yeah. on the offense right like they're gonna pass all day on them they gotta play aaron Rodgers twice a year um, so that not part sold on Zedarius Smith either yet, you know? Yeah. The dude, the dude's barely, right. barely played. He's played. He slept yeah, wrong. <laughs> two games. And yeah, oh my God, come on, dude. Yeah. Just hysterical. Just hysterical. So yeah, I, I think, you know, Jake giving an A, I, I like the positivity. I like the optimism. I, I'm probably, I'll probably slide more towards Henry. I think it's more like a B or a B minus just in, in terms of my grade mm-hmm. there, but yeah, no, I, I, I think it's a, a B, B minus. I think it's a B plus. I was going to give him an A if they address center, but since they didn't, I'm giving him a B plus. So why not draft grade. that center from Iowa? That's what I thought we should have done. Linderbaum. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was incredible. Tyler Linderbaum. Yeah, yeah. He was incredible. Yeah. He would have been such a good addition to our team. Just what we needed. Mm-hmm. I'm really disappointed. We didn't go get him. Jake, did yeah. you, did you watch him play at all since you're down in Iowa at all? Yeah, I'm a Hawkeyes fan, sadly, so, so I get to watch the nepotism of Kirk and Bryant Ferentz on Bryant Ferentz's <laughs> stale offense. That is horrible to watch. But, yeah, no, Leonard Baum, I mean, I was always puts mm-hmm. out, like, great tight ends and great, like, offensive lines, and they always mm-hmm. go to the NFL. So, and they, and they always seem to prove themselves, too, in the NFL, like Tristan Wirfs. 
Um, yeah, oh, yeah. And I think Linderbaum, I mean, people are undersized centered this, undersized centered that. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't think you guys have actually watched him play. That guy was rock solid. He actually went to high school like 20 minutes away from where I live. Nice. So cool. Well, yeah. Bradbury was an undersized center, and he's definitely lived up to the, that <laughs> model. Problem. That's for sure. Right. Yeah, he's definitely been a problem. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, boy, yep. before I get to the expectations uh, for the Vikings this season, just a quick shout out to the Meadows at Mystic Lake, which is an award-winning 18-hole public course. Uh, book your tee time this summer at golfthemeadows.com. Again, golfthemeadows.com to book your tee time or check out their pro shops. Uh, it's right down uh, here in the Twin Cities on Prior Lake, just about 30 minutes south. Great place to golf, Meadows at Mystic Lake to learn more. Um, what are your guys' expectations for the, for the Vikings this season? We have a new coach, obviously, but the offense still kind of remains the same. Defense is a work in progress. Uh, Jake, I'll start with you. What what are your expectations for the Vikings this season? Um, eleven and six, I would say roughly. If things go well, maybe more. But if things go really badly, like really badly, I still think we hold nine wins, maybe eight. I don't see us going eight nine though this year. I don't. I mean, just. Kevin O'Connell and I mean Ed Donatel too. He's a proven defensive coordinator. With I mean he worked with Vic Fangio and they've always had good defenses. I think that we go eleven and six if we can keep key players on the field, um, possibly winning the division. I don't know how good Green Bay's offense is going to be. I think their defense is pretty solid. I think they have Eric Stokes, Jair Alexander, um, but I think that we might be able to pass him. If not this year, next year, I think we will take back the North. But for expectations, just this year, I think 11 and 6. Okay. Henry, how about you, man? What are your expectations this season? Yeah, I think 11 and 6 is almost a little bit too optimistic. I think that's high end what we could do. Uh, I'm more around that 9 and 8, maybe 10 and 7. Mm. I mean, we have a good chance to make the playoffs with how weak the NFC is this year. So I, I think that if we don't make the playoffs, we better trade Kirk. You know, he he has the opportunity. I mean, if he can throw for 4,800 yards, 35 touchdowns, you know, 10, 12 interceptions, yeah, we could really be a solid team, I think. But, I mean, unless our O-line's top 15, 14 even, we're not going to be able to do that. So my expectation is we need to use this year as more of a building year. I think this is, you know, Kirk's last year to really prove he can do it. And I my expectation is this will be his last season unless he can be a top three quarterback and we can be a top three offense. So I expect, I expect top five, but unless top three, we're not doing good enough. Yeah. I mean the, the fact that I know it's Zimmer is a defensive minded coach, but the fact that Vikings offense the last two seasons still wasn't top 10 is still kind of a little puzzling. And, and does that just all come down to coaching and probably coaching for sure plays a chunk of the pie, but I mean, it's kind of like unacceptable. The fact like you had Jefferson and Thielen and Dalvin cook and I know Irv Smith missed last year, but you had a good amount of pieces that a lot of teams would love to have, and you have a plethora of it, and it just seems like they still weren't able to break it. So, like, expectations, even beyond records, like, that offense should be top 10. Like, it, it, it should be top 10 and sniffing top 5 at the very least, right? Like, it has to be somewhere in there. Um, Record-wise, yeah, a lot of things can change if, if you know, injuries and, and there's so many X factors in. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of at 9, maybe 10 wins. You know, Jake, to your point of getting to 11, I mean, that would be great. If they got to 11 wins, like, that potentially wins the North. Um, you're, 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 you're obviously in the playoffs. If you're an 11 win team, I know that there's seven seeds and now in the NFC and the AFC for playoff picture. But if, if you get to 11 wins, yeah, you're probably talking about winning the North. Um, it's, it's going to be a fun, fun season. I think that's the, the fact that there's a new coach, there's a little bit of breath of fresh air and positivity and optimism that 
it makes this next season here going to be going to be a blast. So I'm I'm really excited for it. Um, fellas, mm-hmm. before I lap, uh, wrap Vikings bat line, any uh, last takes you'd like to give? Anyone you'd like to shout out? Jake, I'll I'll start with you. Um. Well, I got a hot. I got a hot take. Love it. <laughs> One Hit last me. hot Hit take. Me. I know this is probably way too optimistic, but um, I'm saying within the next three years, the Vikings will be in the Super Bowl. Okay. Within Ooh. the next, I'm not saying. I think this year would be just over the top. Mm-hmm. We can get. We could get to a, maybe a wild card divisional game, but I think. I think instead of us taking steps backwards like we did with Zimmer, we'll just keep taking a step forward. I think within the next three years, the Vikings will be in the Super Bowl. And if we win, Justin Jefferson or Daniil Hunter will be the MVP I of dig that it, game. Dude. Very I hot, spicy that. take. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Gotta, bring some, gotta bring some positivity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. It might not be purple positivity, but I love it. That's great. Dude, awesome. I dig it. I dig it. Henry, what about you, man? You got, <laughs> something, right. got something to top that take, or uh, what, what do you got there? <laughs> Ooh, I can, I'll, I'll, use, I'll turn what my shout-out was going to be into a hot take. Okay. Kellen Mond will be the QB1 of the Vikings in 2023. Okay. Nice. That is my hot take. I think, and it will not be, well, we have no one else. I think we'll have the option to draft someone like Bryce Young or something, and we'll choose not to. I've, I've always been a big fan of his. If he had been drafted to this draft, he would have been late first round, early second probably because it was a very weak draft. Mm. And I think he's got a lot of potential. And I was worried last year because Zimmer was obviously not a fan of him. But now that he has a coach that actually wants to work with him, wants to develop him, and we have – a very solid offensive coaching staff, he has a chance. And if True. Kirk wets the bet again, I think he has a good chance to step up and be the guy we need to be. We need that dual threat quarterback that doesn't run first, but can run. Yeah. I think he has an opportunity to be that for us. He's he's clearly getting a shot, Kellen Mond. Um, mm-hmm. He's getting his chance here. He's getting he's getting he's getting plenty of reps uh, at least early here in OTAs. And you know there could be a chance too. He he does indeed open as QB two. You know I think a lot yeah. of us kind of were surprised. And I know a little more information's come out that yes, Zimmer obviously wasn't a big fan of the pick, not necessarily the player. And then Kellen Mond obviously got COVID. He said that kind of set him back physically for for a little bit there in a very crucial time in training camp. And and he's getting his fair shot to be QB two. Um, I'd be pretty. I honestly think we're going to be trending towards him most likely backing up Kirk. And I know they have Sean mm-hmm. Mannion back here, but if he continues to wow, I mean, you can't just make him inactive, right? Like if he's one play away and Kellen Mond step in, let Kellen Mond go. So I, lo- I love both those takes. Jake saying the Vikes going to the Super Bowl in the next three years. Henry, you're saying Kellen Mond could potentially be QB one by week one of next season. I dig it, boys. Sean, Sean Mannion, come on, man. He's, yeah, right. start, he's starting. He's starting week one. It's his blankie. Oh, man. It's, his bla- it's Kirk's blankie. He loves his. Uh, he loves his my, Sean Mannion. My TV would not be going on. I'd cancel my ticket purchase if I wouldn't oh, be going God. to watch a statue of Sean Mannion. No kidding. That, that Packers <laughs> game was, was painful enough, right? Oh, like that was. I, I didn't watch the second half. There's no point. Yeah. You didn't miss much. Yeah, it was yeah, no, I, no, I, I know I didn't. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, Jake Henry, thanks for coming on, dudes. Appreciate you guys uh, joining yeah, Vikings Bet Line first thanks time. For having us. Of course, yeah. Come on again uh, during the season. Get you on write that down or something. Appreciate everyone that always comes on Purple Daily, especially first timers. So uh, thank you, boys. Uh, enjoy your weekend. If you'd like to get on on Vikings Vent Line for anyone watching or listening, hit me up. It's Vikings Vent Line at gmail dot com. Mackie, Judd, and myself back next uh, tomorrow. I should say on Monday here on Purple Daily to be your best every day. You need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. 
And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.